iDrive SoCal is brought to you by the best automotive retailers from across Southern California. We consider our dealer partners friends and highly recommend them. When it's time for you to buy, just go to iDriveSoCal.com and click on dealers to get connected. Or email me and I'll personally introduce you. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. That's Tom, T-O-M, at I, the letter I, drive like drive a car, SoCal like SouthernCalifornia.com. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. Now, on with the podcast. You're talking about the Japanese cars, which really made the import tuning scene. The Toyota Celica, the Toyota MR2, the Honda Prelude, and the Honda Accord Coupe, the Nissan 240SX, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, the Mazda MX-6. I mean, honestly, who would have ever thought that there'd be seven Fast and the Furious movies? Welcome to iDrive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Tom Smith here with our pal, the professor, Mr. Clinton Kwan. Say hello, Clinton. Hi, Tom. Hey, 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 hey. Today's podcast is a continuation of our justification of that little saying that I throw out there at the beginning of every podcast. What makes Southern California the automotive capital, not only the United States, but also the world? And today's podcast is another justification for that. The professor was pointing out to me something that makes a lot of sense. It predates my uh, living here in Southern California, but he experienced it. He lived it. And uh, that is the import tuning scene, right? Professor, why don't you kind of take it away? Because I have a bunch of kind of yes ands to add. But as I mentioned, I wasn't here for it. So I don't have that firsthand experience that you do. Yeah, it, it really started in the early to mid 90s. And I remember uh, growing up in uh, when I went to junior high and high school. If you look back, these were some of the most popular cars back then. You're talking about the Japanese cars, uh, which really made it uh, made the import tuning scene. Cars such as the Toyota Celica, the Toyota MR2, the Honda Prelude, uh, even the Honda Accord Coupe, the Nissan 240SX, and they had both a fastback and a coupe version of that, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, the Mazda MX-6. You're talking early 90s, the beginning. We could include uh, late 80s as well. The cars at that time, the Japanese cars anyway, and I guess other cars too, they were kind of getting smaller. Yes. And, you know, in the Midwest, I had a buddy that that, that had had a Toyota MR2, and man, was that fun to drive, a little go-kart. What about the the Honda Civic? Yeah. The first... Civic, the, the first the two-door Civics. Remember, they had the kind of bubbly back tops. Or, or ba- oh, you're talking about bubbly. the Civic hatchback? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, speaking of that, I remember uh, one of my classmates um, in high school, he had one of those, uh, the Civic one hatchback. One of the Civics, yeah. So it's that whole genre, right? The yeah. late 80s, early 90s, that kind of started the tuning scene here in Southern California. And the, the, the tuning scene, which spawned into what eventually the, the Fast and Furious movie series, right? Yes, I don't think that I've started seen more than... In, uh, the first one was released in 2001, and now we have, what, seven of them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> one, of the most, a... one of the most successful Very movie series. Very profitable yes. franchise. I think I've seen 20 minutes of one or two of the movies, but uh, whatever. I'm, I'm not the demo. But nevertheless, it's yet another reason why Southern California is the automotive capital of the United States and the world is that 
our car culture spawns these kind of things, right? These were some of the really uh, iconic vehicles of the early to mid-90s. And fortunately, nowadays, with the popularity of crossover and SUVs, you don't see vehicles like, like these anymore. But I remember growing up, these were the cars that that everyone wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not surprising that the import cartooning scene really started here in Southern California. And especially in the South Bay, where there's a big Japanese community in Gardena and nearby in Torrance. How did you experience it? How did how did it start? Well, I didn't really experience it directly because I didn't grow up in the South Bay, but and I didn't have a car back then. So you, you grew up but, in the valley? Yeah, I grew up in the valley, but I was a huge car enthusiast growing up. And I would see it in, I would see it just going around in my parents' car. And, mm -hmm. and I remember just wherever they drove, I would look out the window, I'd, I would see all these really cool cars. And that's why I always wanted a sports coupe. And uh, just from reading all the different car magazines. In fact, I think the very first car magazine I got, it was a car and driver. And they had a road test of the, the Acura Integra. It was the second generation Integra. And I remember... That was such a cool car, and I wanted that car. <laughs> now, the Integra and then the Nissan, was it the 240 and, and the MR2? Were those rear-wheel drive cars? So I know my, my Prelude Si was front-wheel Those drive. were rear-wheel drive cars. Yes, that's correct. And Nissan, the reason, the reason yeah. why I ask is because from the tuning scene, correct me if I'm wrong, came the drifting scene. Yeah, and that's a big, that's a very popular drift car, the Nissan 240. And... The reason why I bring that up is because when I did the podcast with Harry Kong from Nitto Tires and their big uh, auto enthusiast day, which we went to down at Los Angeles Angels Stadium of Anaheim, Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Angel um, Stadium of Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> Harry said, you know, hey, the 240 is still a huge drift car. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. And... I guess that I, I'm a big rear wheel drive guy. I, no. I just love rear wheel drive. I can appreciate there's some awesome product out, especially now. Yeah. That, that is front wheel drive, but just the ability to slide the back end and, and feel that. I just love that. I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever not love it. Even over all wheel drive. Yes. Do you see that coming back? Like we, we were just talking in the other podcast that we did uh, about the, the, the Supra coming back. Do you see that maybe coming back as as a as a rear wheel drive vehicle? I miss it. I well, miss I'm rear sure wheel the, drive. Yeah, I'm sure the Supra will be rear wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, that'll definitely be rear wheel drive. Maybe they'll, who knows? Maybe they'll even offer an all wheel drive, but definitely rear wheel. I wouldn't drive be surprised. For sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of rear wheel drive, I see that coming back for enthusiast vehicles. So whether it's a sports coupe mm -hmm. or a sports car like the Supra mm -hmm. or the Kia Stinger, which is a rear wheel drive car. And who ever thought that Kia would come out with a vehicle like that? So something, um, a Gran Turismo styled vehicle, mm -hmm. which is becoming really popular now, uh, not just for, um, not just as a sports sedan, but as a family sedan yeah. with that sloping back, even the Honda Quartz, uh, the current ones has that, same yep. type of profile. Yep. Um, that's not a rear wheel drive. That, that's front wheel drive. But if other automakers follow, if Kia is successful, then maybe they'll come out with more rear wheel drive cars like that. Well, and speaking of Honda, I mean, the uh, our good friends out at uh, the Los Angeles suburb of Fontana, uh, Rock Honda, they have uh, a number of very hard to get Civic uh, type R's that they've that they've sold and and they're such a big dealer they they get their hands on these and they're they're very difficult 
hard to even for dealers to get, much less someone to buy. Yeah. But that is a front wheel drive vehicle. Yes. I haven't driven it yet. It's such a hot car. I haven't been able to drive it yet. And I keep on bugging David Latif, my buddy out there that, that's a general manager. I'm like, come on, man, let me drive one. Um, but it's just such a hot car, such a difficult car to get. My thing is, man, if that was a rear wheel drive car, I would be all over it from a buyer perspective. I mean, even though I'm a new dad, I'm like, I'd fit my son's baby seat back there somehow. Yes, you could. <laughs> so at any rate, enough about uh, rear wheel drive, I suppose. The import tuning scene, yet another reason why Southern California is the automotive capital of the United States and, and automotive capital of the world, import tuning st scene started right here. And another parallel to that is the hot rod scene. We'll, we'll talk about that in, in a different episode. Um, but what else to add about the import tuning scene? Because again, this is your story. I've, I, I, in the Midwest, we see these trends like in the suburbs of Chicago, we see these trends, I think, probably 10 years after they happen out here. If that, maybe 12, 15 years, quite quite honestly. Uh, I would just say it's it's hard to, um, I don't want to, uh, it's hard to underestimate the uh, the importance of the scene. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people realize um, how big of an impact it, it's had on on not only uh, car culture here in Southern California, but all over the world, because we really set the trends. And these cars, they're in museums, cars from Fast and the Furious. Uh, and you see them at car shows displayed uh, all throughout Southern California. So uh, when people, when we look back in another 10, 20 years, we're going to look back and say, wow, this has just been such a huge impact on the uh, Southern California automotive scene. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, when you think about it, it's like, okay, that it's called the early 90s. Yeah. Some guys start tinkering with their with their import cars, and, and fast forward 10 years, it's made it into a motion picture. Yeah. I mean, honestly, who would have ever thought that there'd be seven Fast and the Furious right? movies? And how, and look at how incredibly successful. It's without a doubt one of the most successful movie franchises series ever so that so that car culture yeah. that started there in the south bay in the gardena area <laughs> yeah. turns into a worldwide phenomenon and i guess yeah. you know hey that could be yet another reason that southern california is the automotive capital of the united states and automotive capital of the world is because we have hollywood here yes that uh spreads the word of the stuff we're doing just by nature of creating the art that they create the entertainment that they create which is another interesting point absolutely <laughs> all right well there you have it professor thank you as always for another interesting talk thank you i look forward to the next time fry drive socal i am tom smith thank you for listening This episode was engineered and edited by Bobby Flores. Howdy. Still here, huh? That's cool, but this one's pretty much done. But we have tons of additional content at our website, idrivesocal.com. If you're not listening from there already, you should definitely check it out. From there, you can subscribe to our newsletter, the podcast, or leave a note. And I'd love to hear from you, too. Here's my email, tom at idrivesocal.com. That's Tom, T-O-M, at iDrive, 
the letter I, drive like drive a car, SoCal like SouthernCalifornia.com. Tom at idrivesocal.com. Thanks again for listening and please reach out with whatever's on your mind.